1: Good afternoon, it's a Friday for uh, all of us, and this is the View from a Pew, the Friday edition. Fridays are always just a little more fun, and we're going to end up this week with my uh, guest for this week, Reverend Monica Haynes. She did an excellent job. Applause, applause, applause. And uh, uh, I always uh, give... Uh, my guests, an opportunity to take the same questions I've asked them, and they can ask me, and uh, I call that fair. And so more than happy to do that uh, with you, Monica. If you have any questions you'd like to ask me on that list. Yes, By the, I do, by I the way, it. what I did is I took a picture of it and uh, uh, texted it to her, so she's got the actual list.
0: Okay. I do have a question for you. What happens from the moment... You die till you see Jesus.
1: Hmm. <laughs> you didn't start with an easy one, did you?
0: No, I did not. <laughs> what happens the moment you die,
1: would be the question. Um, I believe the Bible teaches us that we go to sleep. Uh, some call it soul sleep. Um, that's why we use the term rest in peace. Uh, that's why uh, when you and I talked earlier this week about Lazarus being raised from the dead, and don't you think he was a little upset about that because he was all home? You go into Revelation, and it talks about that the the dead will come out of their graves when Jesus comes, and then there's that magical um, verse in the Bible that says, "My in my uh, Father's house." there there are in my father's mansion there are many rooms and i'm going to prepare one for you and when i'm ready i will come back to get you so i believe that we lie in a state where our soul sleeps and rests after all, it's been a tough seventy years or so, and then right. on that moment, and for my grandmother who died in 1969, and uh, for my um, uh, wife who died a few years ago in 19 or in 18, sorry, in 2018, it will be a blink of an eye, and no one will be a, a asleep for anybody longer. It'll just be a blink of an eye. That's what I believe the Bible teaches us.
0: I believe that we agree on the same. The oh, same, very boy. Very scriptural. So I, I like your answer uh, regarding that.
1: Well, um, it's, it's hard to tell somebody. Well, and I don't. I used to be kind of that phariseutical guy. And when somebody said, well, my grandma just earned her wings. I, I wanted to walk up and say, grandma is not in heaven you don't want her to be an angel. We are far above what the Bible says angels and humans are, but that's the wrong time to bring it up. But I know. yeah, I
0: feel the same temptation to want to correct, but I don't.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's
0: probably not going to fall on good ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, you, um, if your friend um, doesn't make to heaven, do you think that you're going to know that?
1: Um, great question. I don't know. Um I hope so. I hope I hope that the that heaven is pure. And that would mean that we would know if Bob wasn't there, uh but we would also understand why Bob wasn't there because I think because we're in heaven we'll know that if Bob isn't there that was a choice he made and there are no tears there are no fears there are no crying there are no anything in heaven and so yes i believe that heaven is pure enough that we'll know but we'll know why too and we'll be okay with that
0: so is that a sense of of just you would get be under it would just be understood
1: yeah so i it guess
0: suffered, it would hurt you you know um to me if there's to be no tears no suffering anything like that it would just be something that you understood because the Bible also tells us that the questions that if we have questions that won't be answered on this side of heaven, you know, we'll get those answered when we get to heaven. Uh, you know, there's some things we just won't know. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be, like you said, just understood. It, it's not something that would hurt us.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, uh, um, um, uh, but there is also a part of me, and here's where all my all my Presbyterian friends are going to boo me. Um, but I also believe that maybe, just maybe, God's grace is so big that we'll all be there. Now I know that's called universalism, and it it says you you know I believe that you must have a relationship with Jesus to be there. But I also know like the uh, the thief on the cross, uh, like Zacchaeus, it can happen in the blink of an eye.
0: So. If he so chooses, if he so chooses, and I don't think we can tell God what to do, and in the end, he may make that choice, but it's his to make. And uh, so, I'm not going to say I believe that that's wrong, or I believe that it's that is right. I just know that if he so chooses, you know, like you said, by a blink of an eye, he may make that possible. Yeah, it's just to give everybody grace, and all be with him because he created us all in his image.
1: But I, but Monica, I don't want to take out the fact that you must have a relationship with Jesus. I don't want to make it sound like, well, okay, so Jesus isn't important. No, no, no. You'll have a relationship with Jesus. It well, will be believe- your own unique one that you have. Correct. Yeah,
0: I believe that with all my heart.
1: Yep, I do too. Absolutely.
0: Um, is a Christian allowed to use force to advance the kingdom?
1: Um, yes. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Christ was not a, a violent man in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I do believe in the battles that we fight this time, uh, the last time around, I believe that sometimes it's just easier to get the enemy out of the way uh, than pray him into heaven. Sorry. Sorry. It's the way I feel.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sorry for that. I think that sometimes uh, situations require more more at force and than in others. And so yes, we, we have to do what it takes um, yep. to them the kingdom. Um, let's see. Does grace trump the law?
1: Yes. Has to. Has uh, to, uh, otherwise Jesus didn't need to die. What? You know if 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 the law could be overcome by anything other than grace, Jesus wouldn't have to die here. Here's two pieces of silver. Here's your penance. Here's your whatever. So yes, I absolutely believe that.
0: Um, let's see. Um, is tolerance a characteristic of a man or no conviction?
1: Um, I don't know the answer to this one. Um, I think you and you answered it very well because you kind of left it open on both ends. We have to be tolerant of people. But if we don't have any convictions, then there really is no tolerance. If, right. er, if everything's OK or nothing's OK, then you're not a person of massive tolerance or no tolerance. So, yeah, we've got to have some convictions. And at some point. You know, those convictions have to draw the line in the sand. Uh, and, and hopefully it always falls on the side of being a, a brother or sister in Christ.
0: Right. I do. I, we have to have boundaries of something because otherwise we just have heresy. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much gone on that
1: too. You, you said it earlier. God is not a God of confusion. Correct. And sometimes that is my my only answer to when people ask me about, uh, why Why? does God make bad things happen to good people? Well, God doesn't. Well, you know, I don't under, you know, but there, yeah, God's not a God of confusion.
0: No, and he, but he does allow, bad things happen to good people every day, but unfortunately we live in a sin-filled world, that there are consequences, and there are things that come about because of the world we live in. And those yeah. um, things break God's heart, but they also give us an opportunity um, for God to be real and gives an opportunity for testimony, that sort of thing, um, as people experience those things. And so, um, yeah, I always tell people, he allows them. He, If God wants to put his hand on your life and prevent something, I've had it happen my whole life, where he's prevented catastrophic things. And then there's been some catastrophic things that were allowed to occur. And, um, and I hope that it just provided another opportunity for me to be a witness for him. So
1: yeah but but don't you don't you just kind of wish you could get on the fast track to heaven sometimes? Absolutely, you know yeah. but i'm I'm here to serve him i I love serving him a lot better than the other master I served, which was me. so I'm good yeah. with that.
0: Absolutely, I would agree with that for myself too, but it's much happier. he did create us to be happy people, and we forget that it doesn't have to be all drudgery and you know Asians and cloth and crawling on our knees. Uh, with sadness and stuff, he did create us to live a happy life, and we just have to really trust him yep. to give, it, get, guide us and give that to us.
1: All right, we got time for uh, one or two more. Okay. Um, let me see here.
0: What do you think? They need to come from this list, Matt?
1: No, no, you can answer whatever you want. Okay. Or ask, I mean.
0: Yeah. What do you? What is the difference between, or how do you feel about legalism versus permissiveness in the church?
1: Wow. Um, well, um, legalism to me is dogma, and that means that we put um, the law far above grace, and so you have to have. Um, what did you call it? Promiscuous?
0: Permit, permissiveness. So in other words, um, some churches believe that a woman must wear a dress and it must be at knee length. That's what I meant about legalism. Yeah, that's that have have certain uh, behaviors. And then we have other churches that believe, you know, you can have long hair if you're a guy. Um, you can have piercings, tattoos. So that's what I mean about permissiveness. Like, yeah. you know, they just accept people for the way that they are. That's my personal yeah.
1: I think we ought to get the heck out of the way and let Jesus deal with the lady who's got the dress too short, too long hair, too short, too long. Not my problem. The devil would love it if I'd get all caught up in that kind of stuff. And that's what we call religion. And I'm not a religious person. I'm a relationship based person.
0: That is exactly what I would say for myself also. Um, that legalism is uh, kind of wrapped up in religiosity.
1: Oh well, that look, look, look! What the Pharisees go read John seven and eight tonight. Look at what okay. the Pharisees tried to make Jesus out to be, and it was nothing who he was. Correct. But they wanted him to be all wrong according to the law. Right. All right, young lady, I do appreciate uh, you spending some time with me today on the radio. We had a few little hiccups here and there, and uh, thank you to the audience. Thank you to you for taking the time to, to put up with a couple of imperfect Christians today and trying to spread the word and the good news of the gospel. Thank you, uh, Reverend Monica. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I also want to take the time to thank the family over at Divine Truth Christian Store. It's a great store. I'm like a kid in a candy store when I'm in there. But they can order anything you want from online. They have an online store at Divine Christian Truth Christian Store. Store DivineTruthChristianStore.com
0: Divine Truth
1: Christian Store Where you'll find more